Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Scott Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance Guests on the Goodyear Hotline. We come to you live as ever from the Seaport District of Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. I'm just looking at this awesome video that SportsCenter posted on Instagram. And the caption is, everybody wants to play like Steph Curry until it's time to play like Steph Curry. And then they just show one possession with him spotlighted. It looks like they're playing Portland. And they just show how much running he does on one offensive possession. That does ultimately end in him making a contested three. <laughs> um, but it is it is just an awesome video because you see just how much running he does. It is amazing the number of screens that he runs off of and everything else. That offense is very intricate, and it's, it's obviously ridiculously good, and it's fun to watch. But Steph never stops moving. To think that this is just one possession, it... it it's a really cool video. I recommend it. It's on SportsCenter's uh, Instagram page. He is a cardiovascular wonder. The, the, I mean, if you've ever played basketball, you know that in the fourth quarter of games, you lose, your, you lose your jump shot because your legs go. That doesn't happen to Steph Curry. He is one of the best athletes to ever live. I mean, genuinely, to be able to do what he does on a night-in, night-out basis is, is incredible. And in this era of load management in the NBA, I think it sort of underscores his greatness in some sense. Like, he gets hurt some like other guys did. Do he missed a whole season or nearly a whole season because of it? But when he's healthy, he plays, and he almost always plays great. Yeah, we, we spent a lot of the first hour of our show today talking about his historical place, like what it is that this record, and maybe more to the point, this little renaissance of him has meant. I, I think when Kevin Durant joined, the way I'd sum it up is that when Kevin Durant joined Golden State, it put an end, at least for the moment to the Steph Curry's historical greatness conversation Mm. because they became such a super team, the greatest of the super teams ever, completely unbeatable. And if Durant doesn't wind up getting hurt, they win three championships in a row for sure and are basically not challenged along the way. I mean, just at the time I was saying it was ruining the sport and I don't take back a word of that. They were just too good. But it diminished how great any of them were individually. And um, now with Kevin Durant going away and Clay getting hurt and to this point still not having come back and Steph playing them into the playoffs and playing his way into like an MVP conversation last year and now being the leading candidate for MVP this year and they're looking like they are the best team in basketball and when they get Clay back maybe they're the favorite to win the championship I, I think this little renaissance has elevated his historical perspective. I, I, I don't think that's an unreasonable thing to say. Neither do I. And I think the decision, Kevin Durant's decision to go to Golden State is one of the great what-ifs in the history of the sport. Because if he had not made that decision, I think his all-time standing within the game would probably be lessened because he was propped up by an all-time great team already. Who's to say Steph wouldn't have won another couple MVPs, a couple more scoring titles? I mean, he did what Derek Jeter wouldn't do. He, was, he said, I'm willing to be the second best player on this team because Kevin Durant is so talented. To me, like that makes a, it may have enhanced Steph Curry's all-time place had KD never came. May I point something out? Yes. This is the second time in the last month that you have taken an entirely other situation and made it about Derek Jeter. Get him. Get him. I, I, I can't help but notice... I think you have a Derek Jeter thing. Like, you have, you have a problem. I don't know what it is, but you have an issue with Derek Jeter. The, the name Derek Jeter had not been raised in... in uh, we've been together all day. You and I have been together since before 6 o'clock this morning. The name Derek Jeter, the team New York Yankees, the sport baseball, has not come up a single time. And yet you just chose this opportunity to somehow diminish 
Derek Jeter, and I, for one, am not going to stand for. Well, you understand where I'm coming from? I understand where you're coming from, but there are any number of other examples of this you could have used. For sure. And yet you choose Derek well, Jeter. Well, the most obvious one that came to mind was Derek Jeter's unwillingness to move from uh, shortstop to third base when Alex Rodriguez, a better shortstop, came to his team. Steph Curry acknowledged, wow, Kevin Durant's really great. I'm willing to take a... You know, he recruited Kevin Durant. Like He, he was willing to... Diminish his own legacy in some sense to give them a better chance at a dynasty. To me, if Kevin Durant never went there, like who knows what it would have meant for Steph Curry, but I think we may consider him in an even greater light than we do today. Right. Um, I understand the point. It does not, however, change the fact that your seeming hatred is too strong a word. I don't hate Derek Jeter. You have oh, a Derek hatred, Jeter thing. Hatred is the right word. You've got a thing. You've I, got a thing for Derek Jeter. Look, you are one of those many people who are not from New York, who believe that Derek Jeter has been propped up historically and, I don't know, iconically, whatever the word is, based upon having been a Yankee and being thrust into a variety of situations that players on other teams would not Fair be. Enough. You're one of those Fair people. Enough. So let me ask you a question. You're from here. Sure. Who is a greater shortstop, Alex Rodriguez or Derek Jeter? Are you talking about ex- exclusively? Well, the answer to both is Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> answer, I was about to say, do you mean exclusively defensively? But then I realized that Rodriguez hit almost 700 home runs. I rest my case. Uh, but, but you have the A, you have the performance-enhancing drugs piece of that conversation, mm-hmm. which never got anywhere near Derek Jeter. Played his entire career in that era, and not so much as a sniff. How did we get here? <laughs> and then, okay, you're right, you're right. Let me move oh on God. to something else. My you bad. know what I want to do? My bad. No, no, you're going to enjoy this. I want to save the Greenies Takes thing coming up, because we have to do an addition of Greenie Needs to Help Out, okay? So gather around one and all, because Hembo is a young husband, and there were just things he doesn't understand as such. And I am not a young husband. I, I'm, I'm a husband, but I'm not young. I've been married 24 years. I've been around the block. So I think I can offer a little bit of sage advice for your most recent situation. So tell Nuno what it is you told me this morning. Nuno, I was informed, not asked yesterday. I was informed that on Christmas or around Christmas, I was going to be asked to take a picture, to take a picture with my lovely wife, Liz, and with my dog, Chase, the, the wrinkle here is that in the picture, I am going to be wearing pajamas, Christmas-themed pajamas that match both what she is wearing and what my dog is wearing. This I could only describe, Nuno, as terribly emasculating, not just because I was given no choice in the matter, but like when this, pic- when this picture winds up leaking, it's going to humiliate me for sure, probably starting with on this show. So my question for you guys is, is this a hill I'm willing to die on? Is this a fight that I need to be willing to have? Or is this sort of the end of Paul Hembikitis as we know him? So, so there are so many parts of this, Nuno, that we have to sort of dig into. The first of them is, when you say leak, meaning when this picture leaks, is, is, is your definition of leaking when Lizzie posts it on Instagram? I don't know if that's really a leak. 
That's what this I, is a picture that is being taken with the express purpose of it being displayed. I told her I'm fine doing this so long as no one else sees it. But what on earth would be the purpose of doing it? Those are not the pictures that married couples tend to take so that only they can look at them. Do you know what I mean? I do. Uh, I don't think that she, she was sitting there going, you know, what I really want sometime when I'm having a bad day is to look at a picture of me, Hembo, and Chase all wearing matching Christmas pajamas. That's not putting pep in anybody's step. True. If you know what I'm saying. I do. So this picture isn't leaking. This picture is your holiday card next year. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. In fact, I'm only surprised that it isn't this year. Why are we waiting so long, Lizzie? Why was this picture not taken around Thanksgiving so that it could then be put under one of those, what's that thing called? Snap, shuttle? What what, what do they call that uh, app that you can snap fly? Shutterfly. Shutterfly. Whatever the hell the thing is that that they go and they make that. They make that into a card and it gets sent out. And she says, do you have everybody's address this year? We have to uh, update the address list. And I got to go like an idiot and send everyone I know an email and say, have you moved in the last? Last year, and and then you get the and then you got the list in there, and now the picture is going to go out, and that if that if so if you would describe your holiday card no. as this picture leaking, then I suppose I so, would agree. So there are three levels to this, and you've taken it much too far. So for me, mm. taking the photo was too much. Okay, yeah. Next is taking the photo and so, and her posting it. Obviously, I'm not going to. I'm humiliated. Right. You are taking it to a level in which is be is is. Uh, is incomprehensible to me, candidly, because the idea that a picture of me matching my wife and dog is going to be sent to all of our closest friends next year is unfathomable. Matching my wife and dog. Uh, Nuno, I, will, I would love to hear your perspective on this. What, what, what words of wisdom can you offer our friend Young Hembo here? I mean, just take the L. Like, I, as a single guy, know that I expect to see these. Like, I expect to see the, these type of pictures, like, all my friends' wives and and so forth will post them on Facebook. They will be part of the Christmas gift. And when you have a uh, uh, Christmas card and when you have a uh, holiday card, when you have children, that you guys, all of you will be matching on those uh, cards. So it's the quicker you realize that you have no say in anything you do now, like the easier it'll be just accept the defeat. And then when you win... Brian or Eric or whatever Costas' son's name is, comes over. Keith, and, that's Keith, and Keith Costas. Keith and eat wings and devour ribs. Like, you could commiserate over that. Like, at this point in time, just take the L. It's easier for you. Here's what you have to look forward how to. Keith, how do we bring Keith into this? There is a time. There's going to come a time, I assume, in your life. I, I believe, and I, I wouldn't say this offhandedly, but I think I know this. When you are intending for there to be a little hembikitis running around. In mm-hmm. fact, uh, would those be called hembikiti? Like, what, what is the plural of your last name? <laughs> Hembik- like octopus? Like, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know we, what the we plural. We always say hembikitis is. Yeah. But, but, it, it's, but that's a, it doesn't roll off the tongue. And it's tough to spell. Yeah. You know, it's actually, as if I may briefly digress on that, we are friends with a family whose last name is Wolf. And I've always wondered. Is the plural of that wolves? <laughs> like, if, if your last name is Wolf and you're sending out a card from the family, does it come from the wolves? Because wolves is actually grammatically incorrect. That's really funny. But the, the point I'm trying to make is, what, what, let's just give names to your future offspring. Like, your dog is named Chase because he's named after your favorite filly. That's right. right. Okay. So what, what are your kids going to be named? Certainly not Derek or Jeter. No, well, one's going to be named Tom after Tom Selleck, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's too soon. Okay. Your wife loves uh, Tom Selleck. Cal after Cal Ripken Jr. Okay, so you'll have little Cal running around mm-hmm. and little Rip 
running yeah. around. Rip. Whatever it is, that's your favorite player. Mm-hmm. Here's what's going to happen. You're all going to be wearing the same pajamas. <laughs> okay? <laughs> the holiday card win year is going to be all of you, and it's going to say, Merry Christmas from the Hembakidae. <laughs> And it's going to be the dog, the kids, the wife, and the husband all in the same pajamas. And you know what you're going to do? What am I going to do? Nothing. You're going to ask people for their address. You're going to say, Greeny, did you move in the last year? So I'm now asking people, like, in case you've moved, where can I send this picture of myself that I hate? Correct. I'm doing that voluntarily. Right. More like involuntarily. No, well, it doesn't make any difference. You're doing it. <laughs> okay? So, so you could have just ended at that. I'm doing it. Just end the sentence there. I'm doing it? Yes. The answer is yes. Oh, this is much worse than I expected. Well, get used to it. Uh, as we continue here, uh, by the way, if you're a business owner, it can be tough to hire top talent, but when you post a job on ZipRecruiter, you get qualified candidates sent to you. Then you can easily invite your top choices to apply. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. Um, coming up, we'll do a little answer the question. I got Zach Lowe on staff, so stick around. We're getting busier and busier. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply it's demon time on prize picks where you can now win up to 100 times your money that's right 100 times your money With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to PrizePicks.com/Greenberg and use code Greenberg for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. That's PrizePicks.com/Greenberg, code Greenberg for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. All right, we got a lot of work in here. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Our guests on the Goodyear Hotline will include Zach Lowe, basketball insider extraordinary. He's exactly the person you want to talk to if you have a bunch of the questions I have today about Steph Curry and breaking the record last night and the historical significance of it. We also have um, a little a special edition of Greeny's Takes, the ask, Answer the Question edition of that coming up in a minute. But first, just to sort of put a ribbon on the conversation we were having here about Hembo and his marital issues. Um, Hembo, tell us again, what, is, what does your wife want you to wear? She wants me to wear matching pajamas. Say that again. Matching pajamas. Say the second word again. Pajamas. Nuno. Am I the only one who has a problem with the way he says that word? I, I know that I sometimes fixate very closely on the way people say things, but how, how would just just you tell me how would you say that word, Nuno? Pajamas. 
Pajamas? Yeah, pajamas. You would say pajamas? Pajamas, yeah. Now, I would say pajamas. Now, which of us has this wrong, I guess, is the question. Is the correct pronunciation of that word pajama or pajama? Because I've never heard anyone say pajama until today. Really? When you just said it, yes, you don't say pajama, it's pajamas. I'm going to go put on my pajamas. I don't understand. Like, how do you say the word B-A-N-A-N-A-S? Bananas? Yeah, you don't say bananas, do you? <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing. It's 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 it's, it's, it's a consonant sandwich between two A's. It's not. <laughs> B-A-N-A-N-A-S. I don't know why that just made me laugh. Bananas. Uh, no, I, I believe the word is pronounced pajamas. Can I ask you another question? Sure. You know what? I just feel like being silly today. I apologize to anyone who's coming here for hard-hitting sports talk. And I promise we're going to get to it when Zach joins us. We did a whole, I did a half hour of Steph Curry and his place on the all-time list today. But this COVID stuff has me bummed out, right? So this Browns thing. So I just feel like laughing. So I, I, I hope that you appreciate that. I just want to follow up on this line of questioning. Mm. Do you wear pajamas? I don't. Ever. Ever. Do you own pajamas? No. Like what I, mean, I do get, now after this new purchase. But, but what is the last time you said, oh, it's time for me to go to bed, and you went into a room, any room, your room, your closet, wherever it might be, and put on a pair of pajamas? I, I don't remember having done so. I, I don't think I've done that since I was a small child. Do people do that? People, Brandon, you wear pajamas? Okay, so Brandon, my, my, it was our stage director, wears pajamas. Wow. Talk, like I'm picturing you like with the... Like a, like what do they call that? Like a sleeping gown, like a night, like a like a, like like a robe, a, like a no, like like it, it's it's almost like a dress, but like 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 oh, men used to they wear like a hat, they stock a hat, hat. <laughs> like Fred Mertz used to wear on I Love Lucy. Like, do you what what kind of pajamas are you sleeping in? The button up top. You wear that? You, you actually wear, go to the what? trouble of of buttoning up a pajama top to go to bed? It's like the standard look. The standard They're, look. It's your standard look. And I, I'm not knocking it. I like it. I'd like to be the kind of person who wears pajamas. Feels very British, right? Feels very staid. Very. I must go put on my pajamas. For sure. Nuno, do you, do you own pajamas? I have like pajama pants, uh, but no. Do you wear them? Uh, I actually wear, sorry, I have these pajama shorts that I wear. Well, when do you wear those? Like When, when I go to sleep. You sleep in pajama shorts? Yeah. Like cloth, cotton, like what are um, they made of? Other cloth? Polyester? Well, the cloth. I mean, cloth is like a catch-all term. It was a bad... Yeah, obviously, so a the bad, cloth. Okay, what do you think he's sleeping in, in pajama <laughs> shorts made of iron? I mean, what, what exactly? Burlap. Other kind. Even burlap is cloth, right? I mean, everything yes. is cloth. Okay. Anything bendable what do you is... Wear? What do you wear to bed? Like, I wear like a pair of boxers. You wear boxers. Yeah. And I wear whatever underwear I'm wearing. I will just take off the other things and go to sleep. So, so between like, so right now you're wearing like a, 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 a suit without a tie and you'll sleep in just boxers. a suit. I'm just wearing a sport jacket. A sport but, jacket okay. without a tie. Right. You'll sleep in just a pair of boxers. Right. What do you wear between then? What do you mean between then? Like between the time you take this off and put on those boxers and go to sleep. Nothing. What do you mean? What am I wearing between then? Like, what, you're not wearing this at home. You're hanging out in sweatpants. Yes, I wear this home. I mean, you wear that home, but you don't wear it at home. I'll take the jacket off. You you wear that your button up at home Until all day. Until I have some reason to change, like if I go to work out. Like most days, I will go home and I'll work out. Okay. So I throw on workout clothes. Okay. After that, then I got to change into clean workout clothes or something like something clean like to lounging. wear around the house. Got it. Yeah, lounging. You can put on a pair of jeans or whatever it might be. Okay. But if I don't do something that involves 
on the, the necessity of changing my outfit, I don't bother. Huh. I'm not uncomfortable. And, you, and you're just a boxer guy. Well, whatever. And I mean, I got boxer briefs. You know, I got a variety of different. See, I feel like we've lost this conversation now. I feel yeah, like this is. I have a very specific pair of basketball shorts, and that's it. No, they stopped them. being interesting even to me. Maybe so. your wife should start wear, buying that type of clothes. For <laughs> that's exactly right. You need to wear matching ones of those. All right, let's do it from takes here. Let's. Greenies takes. That was funny you, until you it stopped being funny. <laughs> I realized at some point, like, the audience will go with us some distance, but not this far. Like, we're just not that interesting. What are you sleeping in, dude? At some point, I was listening to the... Well, I find it fascinating that Brandon sleeps in full-on pajamas. I really do. I need a picture of that. Do you have a picture of that? I I would like a picture of that. Please, that'd be helpful. What did they call those? What what were the thing that Fred Mertz slept in, like the full (laughs) nightgown? I don't know what they were called. I don't know what that's called. I, I, I didn't know that anyone still did that. No, I don't think anyone does. I, I mean, I, I, if they do, I'm not aware I mean, of it. aside from me but on But I Christmas. want the hat. Like, they would sleep to keep their heads warm. And it looks like a like you had just graduated. Like too, a right? Christmas hat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that that was probably because in those days, heat wasn't that common. Right? Like, not everyone had heat. So you had to wear something. Well, John, you're not that old. You're nodding along. Like, you, you don't predate heat. <laughs> John remembers. You, you didn't grow up like in a tent. <laughs> in New England, you do. You would. You would wear that a lot. You keep a cold bedroom. I'm trying to translate for the audience. I can barely hear you. I don't know how anyone in the John world. John remembers the world before heat. That's crazy. <laughs> It's remarkable to me that you know how to operate a camera considering. Yeah, just room temperature is just whatever it is outside. (laughs) It's pretty cool to get my sleeping hat on. This isn't even funny. Like we're laughing at things that are not even amusing. We have lost complete control of the proceedings. Let me ask you about the Jaguars. As the person whose name is on this show, I apologize on behalf of all of us. All right, this is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. You know what? Let me just break on this thought. We're going to come back. Zach Lowe is going to be live, and we're going to actually have a sports conversation about what exactly we should say about Steph Curry and his place in the history of basketball after last night he breaks the record. We'll do that next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. 
All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. Uh, delighted that you are along for the ride, and I am delighted on this morning after Steph Curry makes official what we have long already known, and that is that he's the greatest shooter of all time. He breaks the record last night, and, and what I find myself fascinated by is what exactly is his place in historical context? And Jalen and I had this long conversation about this on Saturday as we were on our way to Philly to do his game um, in which, you know, we were hoping he'd go nuts and hit 10 threes that night and break the record on ABC. But either way, there's no one I prefer talking to more than Zach Lowe. Low Post Podcast is a must for anyone who loves basketball. And no one, I think, gets it better when it comes to the historical perspective than my friend Zach, who jumps in here with us on ESPN Radio. Thank you, as always, Zach Lowe. What's up, Greeny? Well, I'm sorry we were a few minutes late getting to you. I would love to tell you it was because we were doing something really important here on this program, and it made us late. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm ashamed to tell you that what you are following is the, the dumbest conversation in the history of radio, and, and yet I have to ask you a question. <laughs> um, you know the, the night clothes that people put on, that, that uh, some people will call PJs, how would you pronounce that word? Pajamas. Pajamas. See, Hembo, it is pajamas. It is not pajamas. It is pajamas. No, pajamas, pajamas is, come on, what are we doing with Zach, pajamas? It's Zach, pajamas. Allow me to ask you one question. Do you wear your jammies or do you wear your jammies? <laughs> I actually, when I was a kid, it was jammies to answer your question, if you must know, but it's pajamas. There's no jammies. Just because it's jammies, the nickname might be jammies, doesn't change what the parent name is. I think that's exactly right. And, and give credit where it's due. Who sent oh, yes. that to uh, us? Michael Lees. Eve sent that to us, Michael right? Lees, yes, he agrees with, with, with me. He's, he's, he says it's pajamas, not pajamas, because you say jammies and not jammies, but apparently Zach Lowe says jammies. The one thing I can say that astonishes me the most is that Michael Eves, who was a very busy man, stayed through that whole conversation. Bless his heart. <laughs> the fact that he listened to that entire conversation is miraculous. So, Zach, you are our saving grace. We're going to get the hell off of this. So he, here's what I was talking about earlier today, that I feel like for a portion of Steph Curry's career, he was almost like a carnival act. It was almost like, oh, look, at, put a quarter in and look how far this guy can shoot from. And then slowly but surely, we started to recognize, no, hold on a second. He's actually a great player. And now this little renaissance, if you will, this post-KD era of Steph actually has me wondering things like, should we be talking about him with the greatest players of all time? And I can't make up my own mind where I fall on that, and so I put it to you. Oh, the answer is unequivocally yes. Now, you, you, I'm not going to sit here and rank the players. You know, people throw around he's a top 10, he's a top 12 player, whatever, with KD and with Steph, and I think they do that without sitting down and listing who the top 10 or 12 players are. And you realize it's pretty damn hard to get into the top nine or 10 players. You're talking about knocking a Shaq or a Kobe or whoever out of that list. But yeah, Stephen Curry absolutely belongs in that conversation. And we could talk about why maybe people have been slow to realize that. But when it's all said and done, no brainer, top 20, probably top 15. And if he keeps going like this, it's he absolutely belongs in that. Pay. I mean, you're sitting here talking about, how can I differentiate between Steph Curry and Akeem Olajuwon? I mean, that's the level we're already at, and that's like a top 12 to 15 level right off the bat. So, so let's go back to the first part of that. Why were people trying to put into words? I can't do it. Let's try and put into words why we were slow to anoint him in that way. Because we're bad at watching what happens off the ball. So your traditional great apex predator superstar player they're great because they draw two guys to them 
or they score, right? Those are your two options. We either score or we double. Very simple. And they do that usually by being 6'6 or taller, holding the ball in that triple threat position, lording over the action, looking like a god, and you send two guys or you send help. That's not how Steph Curry draws two guys usually. Steph Curry can do it on the pick and roll, which is like a very modern way to do it. But he also does it by giving up the ball and running around and setting screens. And if you even watch last night's Knicks game, every time someone has an easy little bucket around the rim, an easy layup, a ping, ping, ping layup, you go back and it starts with a Steph Curry screen. We're just bad at watching that stuff. We're bad at realizing, oh, that's how he breaks down entire defense. He's not 6'6". He's not 6'8". He's not a post-up center. He has to do it in a different way that we've never seen before. And our eyes are just bad at watching stuff that's happening when someone else has the ball. Greeny and Zach Lowe with me here, the Low Post podcast. The I mean, the, the Bible. It's the wrong word because it's audio, but whatever it is, it's the best. It is the best if you're a basketball fan. So I, I think you make a really important point here because there's something about Steph that is so relatable, approachable that I think it is both a blessing and a curse for him. It is a blessing in that it has made him, I think, the most popular player in the sport. I have a 19-year-old son, and for three or four years now, Steph Curry has been his favorite player and all his friends' favorite player. They, they all love him much more than they love LeBron or KD or any of the other current players. They all love Steph Curry. He's their favorite player, and I think part of it is his, his appearance and the way he plays the game. But the flip side of it is that maybe those things make it a little harder for those of us whose job it is to chronicle this stuff to to be as accurate as you are being right now about what it is we're seeing in his actual game. Maybe. I mean, I, I remember even in the 2019 finals, which they lost to Toronto, that's when Durant was hurt and Clay was hurt. And, and there were moments in that series and moments in prior series where other teams would put a 6'8 defender on Steph. And it would be hard for him to get his own shot one-on-one, right? Because he's just so much smaller than those guys. He tries all the escape dribbles. He tries fancy stuff, and he can't get by them cleanly. And that's not a typical look for a guy we're talking about as a top 15 player of all time. Those guys get their own shots whenever they want, however they want. And then what would happen? He would give up the ball, run around, three people on the Raptors would chase him, and all of a sudden these, and with apologies for saying this, kind of forgettable Golden State role players would start passing the ball around to each other until Kevon Looney got a layup. And it's like, well, how the heck did Kevon Looney just get a layup? Oh, because Steph drew three guys mm. 35 feet from the rim. It's just a different way of doing it, and that's, that's hard to process. You also brought up another piece of this that I think that's interesting, Zach, and that is the KD effect, which is to say the Warriors – who won a championship and then won 73 games the following year and came within an eyelash of winning another championship, they were definitively Steph's team. He had the other thing that the all-time greats have, which is they have their own team. And then by accepting, by being a welcoming, uh, by, by welcoming Kevin Durant to join, that blurred a lot of those lines. So when we consider that, how do we factor in the KD Golden State era when we think about Steph and all of this historical stuff? Yeah, that it, there's really no overplaying how how big that move was and how it rippled across the NBA. And so you look back, 2015, they win. The Warriors win. 2016, they lose the epic seven-game series when Draymond gets suspended and the chase down block and all that. Then KD leaves. And my favorite what-if of the last 10 years is not just what if Kevin Durant stays in Oklahoma City or whatever, 
But the Cleveland team that came back the next year, I think was the best Cleveland team LeBron ever had. They steamrolled through everyone in the East. When they bothered to try, no one in the East could touch them. They were an amazing team, one of the best offensive teams ever. And then you get to the finals, it's like, it's not even fair. The KD Warriors were not even fair. They were totally unbeatable. If they were healthy, nobody had a chance to even take two games off them in a playoff series. And it warped, I think, our perspective on Curry, Durant, LeBron, those Cavaliers, everybody. And, yeah, it would be fascinating to go back and retrace that. And and that, combined with the fact that Steph hasn't won a finals MVP, I think sort of has has this hovering perception over him of something's missing for some people because of how tall he is, how he plays is different, and he has that alleged missing piece. But a lot of it is because that KD signing there just sort of, you know, uh, tilted the scales to the point that it was almost unfair. It's really interesting. I, I love this conversation. Um, and I, there's nothing I love more than basketball history, Greeny and Zach Lowe. But let's talk a little bit about the present here, if we can. Uh, the Warriors and the Suns are the two best teams in the West, the two best teams in the NBA this year. But the Warriors, we expect, are on the doorstep of getting back a guy who, if he is any semblance of what he has been throughout his career, and he's had a lot of injuries, um, you know, you're getting back a top 10 player in the league in Clay Thompson. So if Clay comes back, when Clay comes back, if he is reasonably close to what he has been throughout his career, what are the Warriors going forward? And I think you've, you've felt the need in the last couple of weeks as sort of the machine has slowed down and the doldrums of the middle of the season kick in. Their offense has slowed down a little bit. Like it, it all of a sudden feels like, oh yeah, we need – we could use another guy. We could use another shooter. What happens to them? Look, they're already number one, number two in the West, number one, number two in the NBA, at least co-favorites to win the title. I think they become the favorites to win the West. I actually think one of the bigger questions in the league, and it's not a sexy topic, is is what happens with Brooke Lopez in Milwaukee. Because to me, nobody is talking about the Bucks because they've been injured and banged up. But I think if they're healthy – Given the state of the East, they have as much claim to being the favorites as anybody else. But yeah, when Clay comes back, I mean the top, the, those top three in the West plus the Bucks, and we'll see who's playing for the Nets. I mean those teams are all absolutely loaded. Yeah, well, you just mentioned who's playing for the Nets. What, if anything, did you make of Kyrie Irving's cryptic video yesterday? For anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about. Kyrie Irving on his Instagram story sandwiched between a variety of other videos that had nothing to do with basketball or anything posted six seconds, I counted, six seconds of someone, presumably him, sort of lacing up and preparing to put on a pair of basketball shoes. In the annals of cryptic messages, I'm not sure anything has ever been more cryptic than that. Zach, what did you take away from that? Mike Greenberg, my friend, I got a busy job. I got a family. I got friends I want to at least like see maybe once every few months. Yeah. About four years ago, I opted out of the experience of trying to interpret anything Kyrie Irving posts on social media. So you got to ask somebody else because it doesn't seem like a very wise use of my limited spare time. <laughs> That's I can think of no better answer a person could possibly have. But 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 you and Woj and everyone. I ask Woj this every Wednesday and Friday because I see him, you know, doing countdown. Like, in your is is it your expectation that he will play this year? Do you expect to see him on a court this year? 
I have no idea, but I know this. The Nets people have never closed the door on it. And every week you hear little tremors, like a little tremor of optimism. And you start to figure out, well, why? Is it because he's going to get vaccinated? Is it because they're going to change the rules? Is it because they're going to let him play on road games? Is it because they maybe want to trade him? And, I, you know, it's all uncertain. The tremors sort of disappear. But the fact that the door has never been closed and the tremors keep coming up, if you're forcing me to make a bet, I would bet we see him play this year, but boy, oh boy, would I not feel good about that bet. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. Just quickly, while I have you, on the other one of those stories, the Ben Simmons of it all, whose absence is entirely different, but I think equally consequential, what is your general expectation as to how that thing is going to play out? Well, it's December 15th. Most of the league can be traded as of today. And I do think, you know, Woj and I reported last week that discussions are heating up. There are a lot of teams. There are a lot of deal constructions being bandied about three and four team deals. I mean, those tend to be, as as Brian Windhorst likes to say, a three-team trade usually becomes a no-team trade because it's too complicated. You know, I just don't see the alleged top 25 player that they're getting CJ McCollum's collapsed lung throws a monkey wrench into whatever plans that may have had. If there were even any plans there, you know, discussions are ramping up. That's interesting. I, I still just don't see any, even the blurry outlines of anything like a deal that Philadelphia would accept, which makes me think there's like a decent chance 50, 50, 40, 60. I don't know this just doesn't happen until the offseason, which seems unfathomable. But I, I still, despite all the discussions, and generally when discussions ramp up, they lead somewhere, I still just can't see the somewhere from here. Zach, you are the absolute best. Thank you for jumping in on short notice here. I know that you're on the West Coast, so it's still fairly early. Are you still in your pajamas? I am not in my jammies. I have, I have gotten dressed and gone out to get coffee. <laughs> you're the best. Thank you, my friend. I'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. At Zach Lowe again. The Low Post podcast is a – you don't need me to tell you. If you're a basketball fan, you already listened to it because um, it's the very best. I, I really enjoyed that conversation. And, you know, when he was saying the thing about KD and the great unknown, I'm sure there is a TV show like this. Look, did you see J.J. Redick on with Stephen A. yesterday? He said something to the effect of I'm, – I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Like, he, he, J.J. said something. that My wife and I have a rule. We never argue about hypotheticals. Mm. And I thought to myself – my life and his life could not be more different. <laughs> All I think about are hypotheticals. What is there in life to think about except, well, what if that had happened? What if that had happened? Like, I think about, don't you? I think about that stuff all the time. I spend most of my life not thinking about things that do happen. I think about things that might happen and might have happened and all that. Is there a TV show about the great what-ifs? Like, if Kevin Durant had not left Oklahoma State, and again, I've never criticized him for it. It's his call. That's what he wants to do. God bless him. But there isn't any argument that it changed everything and it diminished to some degree whatever it is he accomplished. But that's, that's, that's for him to decide. The point is, there should be a show like that. And if there isn't one, let's make one. Okay. About like all the great what ifs in sports. What if he had stayed in OKC? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, would LeBron have another ring or two? Would Steph have another ring or two? How would 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 would, LeBron, would would KD and Russ have won one in Oklahoma City? These are good questions. So we're we're sort of rewriting sports history, huh? Sounds That's what, I think what it is. Sounds more like a book than a TV show. What what could be more interesting 
than things that didn't happen. <laughs> and can't like, be proven or disproven. <laughs> right, like things that happened, well, they happened. Like, you know what happened, I know what happened. Let's move on to something else. And apparently there is a uh, TV series uh, called What If, actually on Disney+. Plus. Is there? See, and it's a sports show? No, it's a. Uh, oh, it's we should make it's a Marvel comic. It's a Marvel comics. Uh, okay, yeah, so that's a good idea. We should do that. We should make the sports version of that. Hey, Straight Talk Wireless 5G is here, but the big carriers want you to sign a pricey long-term contract to get in on the action. Well, not anymore, because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide with plans starting at just $35 a month and no contract. Get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299, all on America's best networks. 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. I apologize for the frivolous nature of much of today's program. I promise we will try much harder tomorrow. (laughs) Have a great day. Congratulations again, Steph. See you tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.